Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 50. From the rising of the sun to where it sets, God, the Lord God, speaks, calling out to the earth. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines brightly. Our God is coming. He won't keep quiet. A devouring fire is before him. A storm rages all around him. God calls out to the skies above and to the earth in order to judge his people. Bring my faithful to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The skies proclaim his righteousness because God himself is the judge. Listen, my people, I will now speak. Israel, I will now testify against you. I am God, your God. I'm not punishing you for your sacrifices or for your entirely burned offerings, which are always before me. I won't accept bulls from your house or goats from your corrals, because every forest animal already belongs to me, as do the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every mountain bird, even the insects in the field are mine. Even if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you because the whole world and everything in it already belongs to me. Do I eat bull's meat? Do I drink goat's blood? Offer God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Fulfill the promises you made to the Most High. Cry out to me whenever you are in trouble. I will deliver you. Then you will honor me. But to the wicked, God says, why do you talk about my laws? Why do you even mention my covenant? You hate discipline, and you toss my words behind your back. You make friends with thieves whenever you see one. You spend your time with adulterers. You set your mouth free to do evil, then harness your tongue to tell lies. You sit around talking about your own siblings. You find fault with the children of your very own mother. You've done these things, and I've kept quiet. You thought I was just like you. But now I'm punishing you. I'm laying it all out right in front of your face. So consider this carefully, all you who forget God, or I'll rip you to pieces with no one to deliver you. The one who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving is the one who honors me. And it is the one who charts the correct path that I will show divine salvation. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 1 Chronicles 11, verses 1 through 9. All the Israelites gathered around David at Hebron. We're your own flesh and blood, they said. In the past, even when Saul ruled over us, you were the one who led Israel. The Lord your God told you, you will shepherd my people Israel, and you will become a leader over my people Israel. So all of Israel's leaders came to the king at Hebron, and David made a covenant with them before the Lord. They anointed David to make him king over Israel, just as the Lord had promised through Samuel. Then David and all Israel marched to Jerusalem, that is Jebus, where the Jebusites lived. The people who lived in Jebus told David, you'll never get in here. But David captured the mountain fortress of Zion, which became David's city. David had said, the first one to kill a Jebusite will become commander in chief. Joab, Zeruiah's son, was the first to attack, 
and so became commander-in-chief. David occupied the fortress, so it was renamed David's City. He also built up the city on all sides, including its own foundations and the surrounding areas, while Joab restored the rest of the city. David grew increasingly powerful, and the Lord of Heavenly Forces was with him. Today's New Testament reading comes from Galatians 3, verses 15 through 22. Brothers and sisters, I'll use an example from human experience. No one ignores or makes additions to a validated will. The promises were made to Abraham and to his descendant. It doesn't say, and to the descendants, as if referring to many rather than just one. It says, and to your descendant, who is Christ. I'm saying this, the law, which came 430 years later, doesn't invalidate the agreement that was previously validated by God so that it cancels the promise. If the inheritance were based upon the law, it would no longer be from the promise, but God has given it graciously to Abraham through a promise. So why was the law given? It was added because of offenses, until the descendant would come to whom the promise had been made. It was put in place through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now the mediator does not take one side, but God is one. So, is the law against the promises of God? Absolutely not. If a law had been given that was able to give life, then righteousness would in fact have come from the law. But scripture locked up all things under sin, so that the promise based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ might be given to those who have faith. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 47 through 56. Evening came, and the boat was in the middle of the lake, but he was alone on the land. He saw his disciples struggling. They were trying to row forward, but the wind was blowing against them. Very early in the morning, he came to them, walking on the lake. He intended to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost, and they screamed. Seeing him was terrifying to all of them. Just then he spoke to them, Be encouraged, it's me. Don't be afraid. He got into the boat, and the wind settled down. His disciples were so baffled that they were beside themselves. That's because they hadn't understood about the loaves. Their minds had been closed so that they resisted God's ways. When Jesus and his disciples had crossed the lake, they landed in Genesaret, anchored the boat, and came ashore. People immediately recognized Jesus and ran around the whole region bringing sick people on their mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, villages, cities, or farming communities, they would place the sick in the marketplaces and beg him to allow them to touch even the hem of his clothing. Everyone who touched him was healed. Try.
Tried by sinful men, torn and beaten then, nailed to a cross of wood. This the power of the cross, Christ became sin for us. Took the blame, bore the shame, we stand forgiven at the cross. Oh, to see the pain written on your face, bearing the awesome weight of sin, every bitter thought, every The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. 
On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the beginning of Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, God, according to your faithful love. Wipe away my wrongdoings according to your great compassion. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you back here on Monday, or if you'd like to join us this weekend, there's an opportunity to worship together online and information about that in one of the links in the description of this episode. Whenever we see you next, we'll see ya. Have a wonderful weekend. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. 
You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Power of the Cross, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.